0: This week I'm talking about forgiveness, what it is, how it can improve your well-being, and how to work on forgiving yourself and others. So, let's talk about mental health. This is Let's Talk About Mental Health, a weekly podcast about mental health and well-being hosted by Jeremy Godwin. Let's talk about mental health because the more we talk about it, the easier it gets. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast full of simple ideas to help you improve your mental health and well-being. I'm Jeremy Godwin. Thank you for joining me. This episode is all about forgiveness. So, let's get talking. Now, just quickly before I begin today, If you haven't already signed up to receive updates and weekly episodes, then please take a moment to head over to letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au forward slash subscribe. I have lots of exciting stuff coming up over the next few months, which will be announced exclusively to my mailing list before anywhere else. So make sure you're included. Now on with this week's episode. Elton John once sang, sorry seems to be the hardest word, and if you think apologising is difficult, then let me introduce you to its much tougher cousin, forgiveness. I've been thinking a lot about forgiveness and letting go recently, for many months now actually, and I think it's due to everything that's been happening in the world with COVID-19 and stuff at home, and something quite surprising happened to me recently, which I thought I'd share. I've talked openly here before about the fact that I have not spoken to my mother since the end of 2012, and even though making that change helped to improve my mental health, rarely a day has gone by where I don't think about her and consider getting in touch. But what I haven't discussed here is that in recent years, that questioning has taken on a greater intensity due to the fact that my mother has been diagnosed with dementia which is now getting much worse, and she's had a number of other health issues, all of which have landed her back in the hospital several times, and she's been in the hospital now since the beginning of July. The other week I was talking to my aunt, her sister, about what I could possibly do to help, since she's the one carrying the load of sorting everything out. And she said that what she thought would make the most difference would be for me to talk to mum, even just for a couple of minutes, but that she understood why I couldn't. The next words out of my mouth surprised me as much as they surprised her. I said I'd do it, but that I was doing it for my aunt and not for my mother. I've already talked in previous episodes about my long and damaged history with my mother many times before, so I won't revisit all the wires behind, but suffice it to say that I've got a lifetime's worth of reasons to leave that relationship in the past. We arranged that I would call while she was at the hospital the next day for visiting hours, and as the time to call drew near, I'll admit that I started feeling very apprehensive, and my anxiety started playing the I don't want a game, which I'm sure anyone with anxiety would be familiar with, but I pushed through and I made the call. Now... I had planned on being casual and nonchalant when I talked to my mother for the first time in seven and a half years, and just getting in and out of the call as quickly as possible without becoming emotionally invested. But all of that went out the window when I heard her voice. All of the anger and hurt that I had harbored for many, many years just evaporated, and I suddenly realized that there was no longer any point in holding on to the hurt. I could either keep on clinging on and doing more damage to myself, or I could let go. And so I chose to let go and forgive. I ended up chatting with mum for a few minutes about how the hospital was treating her and, you know, asked if she was behaving, and she was just so happy to hear from me, even though it was clear that she didn't really know that we hadn't spoken in years, and I just left it alone and didn't say anything. But it made me realise that I'd made the right decision to forgive and it was the right decision for me, for my peace of mind. She's my mother, and who knows how long she's going to be around for. And it doesn't mean that I need to go and become best friends with her, but I can choose to let go and focus on the now, instead of hanging on to the past. I think forgiveness is quite possibly the only generous act that is also a selfish act, because in forgiving someone, we do more for ourselves than we do the other person. Because the opposite of forgiveness is punishment, and when we hold on to hurt, anger, and betrayal, then what we're really doing is punishing ourselves. That doesn't mean that you let yourself be taken advantage of or manipulated, but it means that you release the negative and focus instead on realistic optimism. Having the belief that things can and will get better, and being prepared to make changes if somebody tries to take advantage of that optimism. So what is forgiveness? Let's talk about what it is and what it's not. Forgiveness is choosing to let go of anger so that you can work through and release all of the stuff that often goes with holding on to negative past events. Hurt, betrayal, sadness, disappointment, bitterness, fear loss of power, loss of confidence, etc. The Mayo Clinic in the US describes it as a decision to let go of resentment and thoughts of revenge, and I'll include the link to that in the transcript. There are two main types of forgiveness, forgiving another person and forgiving yourself, and sometimes they can be happening at the same time depending on the situation or the event. I'll be exploring both concepts throughout this episode. So I mentioned the Mayo Clinic before, and according to them, I'm going to read a quote. The act that hurt or offended you might always be with you, but forgiveness can lessen its grip on you and help free you from the control of the person who harmed you. Forgiveness can even lead to feelings of understanding, empathy, and compassion for the one who hurt you. Forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting or excusing the harm done to you, or making up with the person who caused the harm. Forgiveness brings a kind of peace that helps you go on with life. And again, that links in the transcript. Now it's that peace bit that I really want to focus on for a moment. One of the key aspects of good mental health is your ability to live in the present, to learn from the past and let go of negative stuff that has happened, to hope and plan for the future, whilst knowing that nothing is ever set in stone, and the only constant in life is change, so being prepared to not be prepared, and learning how to be okay with that, as well as to fully live in this moment, and be completely present in the present. Now that stuff all takes time, daily effort, and perseverance, and helping you to do that is pretty much the whole point of this podcast. And doing so helps you to find moments of peace and calm, regardless of what might be going on in your head or in the world around you. The more you work on the things that bring you peace and calm, the more of those moments you will experience, until eventually that becomes the norm, and the negative stuff then becomes the exception. Although even then, it still requires daily effort, because nothing in life is just set and forget. My point here is that forgiveness helps you to release the stuff that holds you back from peace and calm. It allows you to let go of grudges so that they don't follow you into your future, where they have a habit of tainting all the good stuff in life. What forgiveness looks and feels like will be different to each of us. Let me quote from goodtherapy.org. For many, forgiveness is simply the act of moving past a slight and not holding a grudge. For others, the process of forgiving someone requires repairing the relationship. While many people do feel that reconciliation is a step in the process of forgiveness, they are generally able to see the two processes as separate. And the link for that is in the transcript. So we've talked about what forgiveness is. Let's also talk about what it's not. Forgiveness is not about religion, although the notion of forgiveness is common to many faiths. It's not about approving of or excusing another person's actions. Instead, it's about making your peace with what has happened since the past cannot be changed. It's also not about forgetting about what happened or pretending that it never happened. Good mental health is found through genuine acceptance of events, and that's something I discussed back in episode 36. It's also not about just moving on or getting over it. And by the way, I think I've said this before, not a single person in the history of the world has ever just gotten over something or even calmed down as a result of being told to get over it or calm down. It's like a red rag to a bull. So please be really conscious of not saying those phrases to other people and also do not say them to yourself. Forgiveness is not reconciliation or a repairing of trust. As that quote said before, those things can happen, but they take time, as well as seeing change through actions rather than words. Forgiving is not necessarily reconciliation. It's also not just a one-off thing. Forgiveness can take time, and it's a journey. Sometimes you can find yourself re-experiencing some or even all of the hurt and pain later on down the track, which may lead you to need to refocus on forgiveness more than once. It's also not about letting ourselves be taken advantage of in the future. I have said many times before in this program that the only true mistake is the one that you don't learn from. And so true forgiveness doesn't work unless you learn the lessons so that you can then make changes where necessary. Forgiveness is not about wanting revenge. Now, there's an old saying which has been kicking around for years and it's been incorrectly attributed to Confucius. It's actually something that evolved over the last sort of 100, 150 years. But the saying goes, before you embark on a journey of revenge, dig two graves. And what that means is that it might seem appealing to deliver your own justice, but when you focus on the negative, then that is what you will experience more of in your life. Forgiveness is about finding positive ways to channel your energy and positivity breeds more positivity. Plus, seeking revenge is the very opposite of processing things and letting go. In fact, it's holding on to the hurt and the betrayal. Actually, it's not just holding on, it's clinging on for dear life. And when you hold on to bitterness, then over time, you become bitter. And life is way too valuable to waste it being bitter. And then my final point about what forgiveness is not, forgiveness is actually not about the other person. Forgiveness is about you. It's about consciously choosing to let go of anger and pain and instead to focus on your peace of mind. Whether or not the other person accepts your forgiveness is completely irrelevant. Hell, they don't even have to know that you forgive them because it's something that you're doing for your own peace of mind. So why does forgiveness help to improve mental health? Anger is toxic. Over time, it has a tendency to fester and turn into bitterness and resentment, which has a way of turning you into a more negative person. The thing about negative energy is that it attracts more negative energy, which is the exact opposite of what anyone who's looking to improve their mental health should be focused on. Holding on to anger and grudges is wasted energy. Anything that isn't in your best interest will weigh you down, and so forgiveness helps you to release that stuff so you can focus on living your best possible life in the here and now. Let me quote again from the Mayo Clinic. If you're unforgiving, you might bring anger and bitterness into every relationship and new experience, become so wrapped up in the wrong that you can't enjoy the present, become depressed or anxious feel that your life lacks meaning or purpose, or that you're at odds with your spiritual beliefs, and lose valuable and enriching connectedness with others. And the link is in the transcript for that quote. Not being able to forgive can cause health issues like anxiety, depression, fatigue, self-harm, and even substance abuse. So in a nutshell, holding on to negative feelings towards others or towards yourself, or both, can lead to a decrease in your overall health. And I'm talking about your mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, social, and even financial, because it can lead you to make unhealthy decisions that affect one or many of those aspects of health. And I think it also comes back to just realizing and accepting that most of what other people do is about them and their baggage, not you. And so with that said, let's get into the how-to part of this week's episode, how to practice greater forgiveness. I'm going to start out with a few bits of general advice, which sort of didn't seem to specifically fit anywhere when I was writing this, but which I felt were important enough to still be covered. And then I'll move into the how-to steps. So I have four main bits of general advice about forgiveness to start with. The first is, be clear if you are angry about something or someone or hurt, be clear about who you're really angry with or hurt by sometimes we can be mad at another person when in fact we're actually angry or disappointed with ourselves. So be clear about who you're really angry with or hurt by. Second, don't compare one person to another. This can be especially common in relationships where you might have been hurt by the actions of an ex-partner and so may then have suspicions or doubts when you're with someone new. Every person is unique and developing healthy relationships requires trust which takes time to grow, and so often we have to take a leap of faith, with your heart open, but also with our eyes open. I talked about the topic of relationships back in episode 38, and I'd encourage you to check that out for more about healthy relationships. Thirdly, forgiveness is not conditional. Either you forgive or you don't. End of discussion. If you want to put conditions on the situation or the other person, you're actually still holding on to the hurt or the anger or whatever it was. For example, if you're waiting for an apology, well, you can sit and wait a thousand years for an apology. And even if you do eventually get one, it doesn't necessarily change anything. If you're having a tough time with the whole forgiveness thing and you're struggling with it being conditional in your mind, I recommend working with a counselor or therapist or you might also find some of my past episodes to be helpful. Episode 7 baggage and episode 32 are particularly relevant here depending on your circumstances. And then my fourth and final point before I get into the more detailed how-to stuff this general point is that what if is a dangerous game to play. So what I mean there is that when you sit and think about an event or whatever and start to consider the whole shoulda, woulda, coulda, what you're doing is ruminating, which can be connected with conditions like anxiety and depression, to name just a couple, especially if it becomes more frequent and harder to control. Now, I talked about this topic extensively back in episode 4, Overthinking, so check that out. However, let me just say that the past has passed and cannot be changed. And so no amount of sitting and thinking about what might have happened if this had been different or that had been said will make any difference. It is wasted energy which will potentially make things worse because it takes you away from acceptance. If you're doing that, notice it and then refocus your energy on the present and what you need to do to resolve things based on where you are at today. Now, I said there were only four points, but I think there's also a piece here to be said about the way that time tends to mellow most wounds and that as you age, you often begin to slowly reprioritize. And I talked about priorities a lot back in episode three. That shift in priorities that happens as you get a bit older can mean that you might get to the point where the things that used to seem to be of the most monumental importance begin to become background noise over time, until they eventually just become a distant blip on the radar somewhere in the past. Once you can distance yourself from the difficult stuff, you begin to see it more objectively, because it becomes less weighed down by emotion. And so it becomes a bit more possible to forgive and to move forward. And when I say moving forward, let's be clear that that does not mean just moving on. Moving on means pretending something didn't happen. Moving forward is about proceeding with acceptance of whatever has happened. For me, part of this probably comes down to the fact that I'm a bit older now, only a little bit, and hopefully a bit wiser than I once was. And there's a common saying, 2020 vision in hindsight, which means that with time we gain a greater perspective on the whole picture with much less raw emotion attached to it. So we're then better able to make objective assessments of past events rather than subjective ones when we're sort of, you know, still caught up in it all. Okay, so with that in mind, let's get into the specific how-to part of the episode, speaking about forgiveness broadly. So these points are regardless of whether or not it's about other people or about yourself. So the first step is to work out how you feel about forgiveness. All journeys start with working out where you are at the beginning. And when it comes to forgiveness, it's important to be honest with yourself about your feelings towards the idea of forgiveness. Do you believe in forgiveness? Do you believe that it's a strength? Or do you think it's a weakness? Because if you think it's the latter, then you're going to have a tough time actually forgiving someone or yourself. So I recommend dealing with that first, because being open to forgiveness means actually being open to the value of forgiveness wholeheartedly. That's something only you can do. Next, identify the what, in other words what the situation or event was, who was involved, and what the result of their actions was for you. Also, at this point I encourage you to consider what your role in the situation was as well. In many cases involving other people and yourself, there's often three versions of events. Their version, your version, and the truth which tends to lie somewhere in the middle. Why do I say that? Because when you're looking back on events, you're usually judging yourself based on your intentions as well as your actions, since you know what you meant or didn't mean to do. Whereas you only have the other person's actions to judge the situation on, because you can never truly know what their intentions were. And the majority of people don't set out to be horrible, it often just happens. So, this is where some compassion, empathy, and understanding can go a long way towards forgiveness. Of course, if you're seeing the same pattern of behavior over and over from the other person, especially if you've previously addressed it with them in a kind yet assertive way, then I think that's a very different story because forgiveness is about being kind, not being a doormat. So never let yourself be deliberately or repeatedly taken advantage of. Also, let me be very clear and say that all of the stuff that I just said about empathy and your role in the situation, yada yada yada, absolutely does not apply where you have been on the receiving end of abuse or seriously traumatic events. There is still very much a road towards forgiveness, and it will definitely help you to heal so that you can get on with your life, but you are not at fault for the bad things that have happened where your power has been stripped away from you. So let's focus on the things that we can all do to regain our power, regardless of the situation or event. So next, focus on identifying and acknowledging your emotions. Be clear about how you feel, but do so in an objective way, rather than allowing yourself to get bogged down by the emotions. Name your emotions and be sure you identify what you're really feeling. For example, I can be prone to respond in an angry way when I feel wronged, but that anger is actually masking hurt or betrayal or insecurity or rejection, whatever. And this goes back to what I've said in previous episodes, which is that not all of your thoughts are true. And indeed, often they're masking a much deeper pain or a bigger issue because we're just instinctively reacting rather than taking the time to respond in a more thoughtful way. So name your emotions and their root causes. So that you can then, and my next point is to understand your reactions. So once you know what you really feel, take the time to understand those feelings. If it's rejection, why? If you're feeling betrayal, why? When we look our demons in the eye, they begin to lose their ability to whisper away in dark corners of our minds. Because when we really see them, we can finally confront them and begin to take away their power. Now, if this why stuff is proving to be difficult for you, and it definitely can be, especially for serious trauma, then work with a counselor or therapist, or consider joining a support group that aligns to your values and beliefs so that you can process and understand your emotions about the situation, event, or person. The next step is to choose to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice, it's a choice we make for our own peace of mind. And it doesn't just magically happen because we blink our eyes like the genie in I Dream of Genie, but by making the choice to let go and then turning that decision into reality every day. I said it before, and I will say it again, forgiveness takes time, daily effort, and perseverance. It's a journey, not a destination, and you may find yourself having to consciously forgive over and over again. If so, that's okay. Take things one step at a time, one day at a time, and remind yourself why you chose to forgive in the first place. Which leads to my next point, which is to choose to prioritize your growth over all things. I talked about growth back in episode 37, and I talked broadly about growth as being the desire to be and do better today than yesterday, and then tomorrow being and doing better than today. Since you can only move forward, it's up to you to decide if you want to stay stuck in the past or if you want to grow from whatever has happened in your life. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not still affected by what happened. It means that it no longer controls you. Again, that takes conscious daily effort, but it's worth it for your long-term happiness. The next point is to be kind. Whether you're forgiving someone else or forgiving yourself, Consciously choosing to practice kindness, which I discussed in episode 41, is the decision to prioritize your peace of mind above anything else. And if it's yourself that you're working to forgive, I encourage you to check out specific episodes that I've done before that cover topics related to things that we can tend to hold on to anger towards ourselves. Episode 2 Mistakes, Episode 7 Baggage, Episode 22 Regrets, and Episode 28 Feelings. All past episodes are available to listen to or read in full at letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au forward slash episodes. So you can always refer to the written version and then go back over the things that I've talked about in each episode. And then the final step in forgiveness is to choose to take back your power. You are in control of your life. No matter what has happened in the past, it's in the past. So you can leave it there. You live here now so live here now make decisions every day that are in the best interest of your overall health and well-being and strive to put what you've learned from your experiences into practice so that you can make changes for the better in order to rebuild and maintain your power you are not a victim nor are you just a survivor you are a thriver and you have the power to shape your life into whatever you want it to be the choice to do so is yours All you have control over are your own words, actions, and feelings. However, they are the three most powerful defenses in the world when wielded positively and assertively. Because when it comes to forgiveness and mental health, what it all boils down to is this forgiveness is about acceptance and letting go. And it's something you choose to do for yourself rather than for others. Pretty much all of us on this planet have been hurt by other people and even by ourselves at one point in our lives, and many of us have had to face injustices of some sort or another. But if you cling on to the unfairness and wrongness of it all, then all you're doing is prolonging the agony and preventing yourself from growing as a person. Forgiveness is an opportunity to take back your power and to take back your ability to steer your life towards greater satisfaction one step at a time. It's not easy, but then again, most things in life that are worth something involve a lot of hard work. In the case of forgiveness, that's some hard work that's going to pay off both today and in the future by helping you to let go and find greater peace. Each week I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by the 18th century English poet Alexander Pope, and it is, To err is human, to forgive divine. Let me repeat that. To err is human, to forgive divine. All right, that's nearly it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about assertiveness. I'll be discussing what it is and isn't, why it's important for your mental health, and I'll be sharing simple ideas for how to be more assertive every day. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Monday morning in Australia and New Zealand, Sunday evening in the UK, Ireland and Europe, and Sunday afternoon in the US and Canada. You can find past episodes and additional content at the website, which is letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. And you can also find Let's Talk About Mental Health on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at LTA Mental Health, as well as on YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform and tell someone you know about the show, because word of mouth really helps new people to discover the program. Thank you very much for joining me today look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time.